You know what we should have, Kevin? What's that? Another one of those 21-hour work days. Yeah, that was a that was a fun one, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was. It was it was long. Yeah. I think by that final stretch, you and I were about to tap out. Yeah, I was uh, I was writing that soccer article Monday night. I was feeling it, and uh, once I got to the house, uh, I, I passed out in the living room on the couch. And uh, next thing I know, I woke up at like. 4 a.m. and both cats were staring at me and I think they thought I was gone. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah. it was a good day. Yeah, we, we got a special treat uh, Monday. We were able to kind of tag along with uh, Adam Brewer and his uh, organization called Fishing with Legends where he pulls in several professional fishermen to come out and, and fish with veterans. Uh, just kind of a special event, uh, more so because it was on Veterans Day. Uh, we got to get out there at uh, four o'clock in the morning, so I know you had to wake up prior to three o'clock, right? Yeah, I woke up at two fifty. Is whenever okay. I had my alarm set and got up and got a quick shower and put on my long johns, put on an undershirt. Yes, it was and, cold. Well, it, it was supposed to be cool, and it was for a little bit, but once it got up to about, I'd say probably ten or eleven. Yeah. Started getting hot. Now yesterday, yesterday, oh my goodness, was yesterday, um, yesterday was so cold <laughs> that even socialists had their hands in their own pockets. <laughs> is the truth? It was. It was that cold. Yeah, I mean, I, I got up. I got up around three o'clock that morning. Uh, got ready. Uh, came to the office to meet you, and from there we uh, joined uh, some of the guys that were waiting at the armory. And uh, went down there to Adventure Lake, and uh, that that was a beautiful scene. Yes, it there. Was. I, I I had been there one time before. Kind of, kind of remember the lay of the land, but just just didn't realize how how awesome of a place that was uh, until we actually got there. Uh, you know, both of us being photographers, before the sun came up, we were out there on our cell phones taking sunrise pictures and watching the fog kind of steam up from the, the the lake and it just made for several several good images early in the morning before we even got to eat breakfast and uh, get out on the, on the water but yeah just special thanks to uh, Adam Brewer and Fishing with Legends for letting us tag along we put up a photo gallery uh, yesterday and uh, later this week I will write an article about the event uh, I, I you know it's one of those articles where I really want to take some time with it yeah uh, but just because I've got 40 minutes of interviews uh, I talked to Brewer I talked to Justin Atkins he's actually a professional fisherman with three major career wins and I uh, got to speak with him he's a uh, Mississippi State graduate really good yes guy. really good guy 
who now lives in Alabama and uh, just really knew knew what to do. We were out there actually on their boat for uh, an hour or so and, and they were they were catching bass left and right, knew, knew the right spots to, to hit and uh, it was just a treat. We thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, after afternoon, we uh, settled down and after we had got all the pictures that we could handle, and uh, ate lunch with those guys, and the food was great. The fellowship was great. Uh, it was just, it was just a great time. But you know, it was like we said, a 21-hour work day because after we got done with that, we had to get ready to go to Jones College and cover some high school soccer and uh, saw some thrilling games. Man, what, what? This is why. This is a prime example, in my opinion, of why. Uh, Soccer is the number two sport to cover for me. Sacred Heart. And I think the reason why, and I I don't think I told you about it, I don't think I mentioned it, is Sacred Heart is 1A and West Jones is 5A, but you don't see that on the soccer field. It, it's yeah. just about conditioning and and doesn't matter how how big you are, you know how, how small you are. You know it doesn't matter about that. It's it's athlete versus athlete and the drive between those two. And I, I think that's why I enjoy soccer so much because uh, a one A football team rarely can compete with a five A team. And both of these teams, Sacred Heart and West Jones, are great. I think they're both going to make deep runs, personally. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I've been doing this for several years and helping um, Zach Chambler, who who was before you, who covered that Hattiesburg area. And, uh, you know, Sacred Heart's a 1A school, but just because 1A through 3A doesn't have the number of soccer teams that the other classifications do, they kind of group the 1A through 3A together. Right. Um, so although they're a 1A school, they also – uh, compete in region play in the regular season and postseason with, you know, other one, two, and three A schools. Uh, Sacred Heart has always done well in soccer. Uh, got another good team this year, uh, and you know this game last year. I actually went and covered this game last year when it was at Sacred Heart, and the scores were drastically different than what we saw Monday night. Yeah. Uh, last year, I think the, the West Jones girls lost three zero. And the boys lost four one. Right. Uh, this year the games were much closer. Uh, Sacred Heart defeated West Jones two to one in the girls game, and in a thrilling, which, which the girls game was thrilling. Don't get me wrong, but the, the guys game was the one that was the most thrilling to me. It ended in a draw, two two tie, and uh, West Jones scored two equalizer goals in that game to kind of stay in it and. Uh, didn't allow a goal there in the last several minutes to uh, make sure that that game ended in a draw. So it was a, it was a great game, no matter no matter which side of the fence you were on. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you cover the teams in the Hattiesburg area, so you're you know slightly rooting for uh, Sacred Heart, and I'm I'm on the the other side, and so I'm I'm rooting for West Jones. But man, we got to see some some good soccer games. Got to close out that 21 hour day with uh, editing photos as we were. <laughs> trying to keep our eyeballs open. Uh, but, man, Monday, even though it was a long day, was was definitely worth it. It's, it's one of those things where, and I, and I told you this, I, I told you where we got in the truck after uh, after shooting the fishing with Legends tournament and all that, is 
it, it's a long day and it was a long day, but it almost didn't feel like work. Uh, right. Because it's something that you enjoy. Uh, for me, the hearing the devotional and all that morning with, with Adam and those guys and uh, seeing that it was something bigger than fishing with right. the veterans and knowing that some of them had been suffering from PTSD and, and coming back and you know you talked to one guy who had been been touring for 21 years and went around well, six yeah, different he'd been in the military for about 20 years and I believe if I'm not mistaken he's taken four tours to Afghanistan yeah so yeah I mean just just incredible to get down and, and, and sit and talk with those guys as they were sharing what they were willing to share obviously you know that mm-hmm. they're not going to share everything with you uh, because war is is I think is is that guy uh, told me he says uh, he had asked his grandpa who had served in the army and had been to war he asked him you know what what is what what is war what is it like and he said it's hell on earth yeah and uh, just to be able to spend time with those guys show them that you love them so show them that you're thinking about them uh, man just just what a wonderful event I can't wait to the next one rolls around. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 13. I'm your host, James Pugh. I cover sports for sports601.com and the Law Impact for Jasper, Jones, and Smith County. And to my 12 o'clock across the desk from me, uh, cover sports for us for sports601.com for the Hayesburg Impact uh, for Forrest, Lamar, and Covington County, Kevin Lindsay. And I regained the lead. You were back in the lead. I'm back in the lead. For a moment. Yes. You uh, you overtook me for the first time last week, and uh, I actually thought you were kind of kind of run away with it, but well, uh, we had just, some hiccups. Let's just say this. You were in the lead percentage-wise. Right. I am in the lead with, with games one. I currently have a one-game lead over you in games one. Yes, but tell the rest of the story. I've had to, I picked two more games than you, so technically it's a push. Okay, I'm still going to say that I have a one game lead. I we're not going to worry about percentages. <laughs> we're just all right. So, so here's more. here's the deal. I'm eighty and thirty. You are eighty one and thirty one. So yes. you've had two more games in your area to pick from. And I'm one and one in those two games. So it's a push. It's a push. Yeah. Well, I went six and two last week. So this will make the third week in a row. After going on that five or six week stretch of losing three games in a week, this week I only lost two. My record was six and two. Yours was three and five. Five and three, sir. Five and three. My bad. Hey, I'm, I'm wanting to beat you by even more. That's you, the problem. You gave me the three game <laughs> losing curse. <laughs> Hate it. Yeah. Uh, so my my winning percentage is seventy two point seven three. Yours is seventy two point thirty two. So we're still in the seventy two range. I don't. I don't guess we're gonna make our goal, which was seventy five percent. If I win out this week. If I win out, okay, I think I could do it, but it will be really, really, really close. I, I'd have to look at the percentages if I wore out, um, but I think it will be close. To you, be honest, I think you have a better chance this week of winning out than I do. I mean, maybe. Uh, because I did pick an upset 
You do. I, I went with my gut instead of. I wouldn't say my head. I think my head and my gut are kind of on the same page. Uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> uh, let's kind of get into last week's game. Uh, some teams wrapped up the regular season. Uh, other teams uh, went to the first round of the playoffs. So we'll give you uh, the rundown of the scores from the Week 12 games. Uh, Thursday night, West Jones played. They ended their regular season with a win. Uh, went to 11-0. On the regular season, uh, the fifth time in school history, I believe, yeah. uh, now that they have finished the regular season unbeaten. The last times were in 2002, 2003, 2009, 2010, and now in 2019. And from talking to a lot of people, they believe that that could be a possibility next year. Really? Uh, they believe that the West Jones team next year will be a little bit better than the team this year. So, I can you see know, it. We, we may have those three instances where back-to-back they have winning winning, uh, winning all their games in the regular season. I, I'm going I'm to go ahead and give you the question. I know we're going through scores, but it, it, it popped in my head. Where do you put Scott Pearson, knowing that all five of those, those undefeated seasons come under his, come under his coaching? Where do you put Scott Pearson at in the coaching in Mississippi? Ooh. We we look at Marcus Bulls. You yeah. got uh, South Pamela's coach up, up north, uh, Lance Mancuso, mm-hmm. Jeff Davis. Do you put Pearson in that in that category? Yeah. I, I feel like I think, I think Pearson Pearson has been in that discussion. I know within 5A because I've heard it over the years that Scott Pearson is one of the best coaches in 5A. Uh, and yeah, I would I would put him into that discussion with even those six eight coaches. I think what he's been able to do there at West Jones, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I knew this at one time, and now that we've kind of brought this up, kind of out of the blue, uh, I think he's only had two losing seasons in his time at West Jones, and he's been yeah. there since 2002. Yeah, he's the first two years he was there. He went undefeated in the regular season. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. But West Jones picked up a win last Thursday night. This game was held on Thursday night. Uh, West Jones won forty-two to zero over Wingfield on Friday night. The other regular season finales you had Laurel defeating Jim Hill forty-one to twelve. You had Picayune a winner over Wayne County forty-nine to twenty-eight. That game right there decided the Region Five or Region Four Five A uh, title. And so Picayune picks that up. Kind of not surprising in that game. I think everybody knew that, that Picayune would probably win that game. But uh, from what I was told uh, from from a couple guys that were there, that game was a little bit closer than maybe the score would allude itself to. And in the uh, last regular season game that we had uh, last Friday night, you had Richton uh, defeating Stringer 25-21. to 21. This was a game that we talked about in the last podcast that Stringer had to win to be able to make it to the playoffs. They led for a majority of that game, uh, but Richton come back and won it. 
uh, in the last quarter. Uh, first round playoff games that we would like to mention that happened last week. Taylorsville, big winner over Union, 50-12. to 12. I was at that game, key to that game. Uh, was basically uh, scoring early in the first and the second half. They scored a quick 12 points in each one of those quarters and uh, was able to jump out to leads. And uh, Union was never able to even attempt to catch up. Uh, Northeast Jones' season comes to an end in the first round. Uh, undefeated South Pike beats the Tigers 48-7. to Raleigh gets a big win, a good win, I should say, not a big win, but a good win in the first round of the playoffs. They defeat Kemper County 38-14. to uh, Civil Bay Academy saw their season end in the second round of the MAIS playoffs. They fall to Carroll Academy 35-6. to uh, Scott Central ended South, uh, ended Bay Springs' season uh, in overtime, actually. That final was 12-6. to six. I know Zach Buckley was there at that game. And, uh, you know, you hate to see it because Bay Springs had had such a great year up to this point. Uh, was a 6-0 and at one point in the regular season. Uh, just very young this year. And uh, that's kind of a reason that they didn't advance uh, further in the playoffs than they normally do. Um, but they'll be back. They'll, you know, the, like I said, they're, they're pretty young this year. Played a lot of guys that, that didn't have a lot of experience the season before. So uh, even though their season ends, they got good things to be looking forward to next year. Philadelphia, who only has one loss on the season, uh, ended Heidelberg's uh, season 41-14. to and a big win for Wayne Academy. They defeated uh, Cathedral, who came to that game eight and three, I believe. They defeated them twenty-six to fourteen to advance to the third round of the playoffs. So, Kevin, kind of go through the games that you were at and the final scores for last week. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Pedal and Terry played on Thursday night. Uh, you had Pedal defeat Terry 27 to 14. They finished their season up, I believe it's 10 and 1. Their only loss came to Laurel. Uh, this game I, I talked about last week would probably be a little bit closer than what most Pedal fans thought it would. Knowing that Terry was, I believe, 2 and 9 or something like that. Um, but again, this was one where Pedal kind of relaxed, I felt like, and they were looking ahead to round one. Right. Not a bad thing. They wrapped up everything, but they still get the win. Uh, I was at Oak Grove Friday night as the Warriors continue their hot streak. Uh, they defeated Northwest Rankin, took them out of the playoffs. Uh, they defeated them 38-21. And I, I wrote about this in my recap. This felt a lot like week one or technically week two uh, for everybody else, but it was week one for Oak Grove. This one felt similar to that. Oak Grove kind of controlled the game throughout. Northwest Rankin tried to push late with a score, uh, but then Oak Grove just they trusted their offensive line, trusted Nick Mills out, their running back, uh, to just get them down the field and uh, Drew Causey told me after the game there was a third and five play and uh, some of the coaches were wanting to pass and he said, We're just gonna line up in power and we're gonna run it down the throat and that's what they did. Uh, yeah. They had a fake punt earlier in the game, and I think that's where a lot of people are going up to. But uh, for me, I look at that drive where they just said, we're just going to push push down the field, and uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. And that's what they did. And because of that, 
Uh, they they get the two seed. They get a, to host a playoff game and, and things like that. So, uh, yeah, really good win for the Warriors there. You had East Central defeat Hattiesburg 50-48 to in a shootout. Uh, Hattiesburg came roaring back uh, near the end, but it just was not enough. East Central wins that game, and they get in to the playoff spot, and they'll be facing West Jones round one. <clears throat> but then you'll have... And then we had Sebastopol. Uh, they won 47-6 to over Sacred Heart. Sebastopol punched their ticket into the playoffs. Uh, with that, you had Lumberton, who had wrapped up the one seed in 1A. They defeated Mount Olive 50-16 to and ended Mount Olive's season. Uh, you had the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Wesson uh, versus North Forest. This game went to double overtime. Uh, even though the score was 20-14, to but Wesson ended up defeating North Forest, ending their season 20-14. Uh, Pass Christian defeated Purvis, ending their season. Uh, they won 35-20. to uh, Still a good good win, uh, or good uh, season, I'm sorry, for Coach Hankins and the Purvis Tornadoes. Uh, definitely picked up their season and uh, from last year. You had the surprise uh, in my area. Uh, Collins defeated Amen County. 48-12. to 12. Uh, Collins, that's the most points they've scored all yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, actually, through a few games, they've, they've only scored, you know, 15, 16 points. But uh, they were able to beat Amen County 48-12. Pretty pretty much a surprise uh, to a lot of people. And they'll face Taylorsville uh, this current week. So, and then the final one is the bowl game. Uh, you had Presbyterian Christian. They traveled to Florida, Holmes County, and they defeated Holmes County 32-14. to 14. Uh, They had two players, Marquise Crosby and uh, Rico Dorsey, both went over 200 yards. They totaled almost 500 rushing yards. Uh, as a team, they moved Rico over to quarterback. Uh, he threw for a touchdown. Uh, I believe had 50, 53 or 63 yards uh, through the air, but their bread and butter came through the running game. So that'll be interesting to see what happens next year because I talked to Derek White, and they kind of moved Rico to run to the quarterback, and that just, he said, put a complete new wrinkle in their team. So that'll be something to look forward to next season. Um, so big deal for them to go to Florida and get a win. So that was my Friday night, Thursday, Friday night. Uh, one game I forgot to mention, and uh, I'm going to have to mention it because it was a, a, a big win for the program, is uh, South Jones, although they are not going to the playoffs, they played their last uh, game of the season. Uh at Natchez and defeated Natchez 43-40 to in a shootout. Um, like I said, South Jones wasn't going to make the playoffs, but it's good to see them get a win and uh, improve to 4-8 or four and eight on the season. Uh, so that wraps up the games that we had in our area in Week 12. Uh, Kevin, let's jump into Week 13 because I think there's a lot of games that we're going to want to talk about, maybe not in depth, but just mention in passing. Uh, because, like I said, it is the playoffs and uh, it's just a new season. I think every coach that we talk to over the years always kind of classifies uh, the season into two or three parts. And, you know, 
this is part number three because now uh, the non-district play is over with, the regular season is over with, and now you have the playoffs. And as we've seen in years past, anything can happen in the playoffs. All teams are deserving to be there. And uh, so let's get into some of those games. Friday night, I have not quite decided where I'm going to be at. Uh, both of these games will get covered. I, I will mention that ahead of time. Uh, if I'm not there, then we have uh, Kevin Williamson who will be there covering the game. But uh, obviously, being the sports editor, I get to pick which game I go to, and I just really haven't decided which one I'm going to go to. You've got Pascagoula, who is six and five, coming. Uh, between the bricks to face Laurel, who is nine and two, or the other game uh, thinks is going to be really good is you got East Central seven and four at West Jones, who is eleven and zero. Kevin, let's kind of talk about that Pascagoula Laurel game. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on that matchup? Oh, well, you know the last time that Laurel and Pascagoula matched up, uh, you had a young man by the name of Omar Bayless, who you might know is at Arkansas State, absolutely destroyed stats in the NCAA. Um, Great job. That that game is one that I was at, and he made a spectacular catch. He actually tipped the ball up, probably on purpose, to keep it from getting intercepted, and then one-handed grab, made a one-handed catch uh, in the end zone to score, and Laurel won that game. Uh, I feel like that we might not see the spectacular catch like we did, of course, but I feel like Laurel should take that game over Pascagoula. Uh, this is going to be a rough, rough weekend for Coast teams. If you go down and you look at the playoff bracket in 5A and 6A, um, you know, I, I know you've kind of went with East Central there uh, over West Jones. And, Congratulations, and, you, you left the cat out of the bag there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you, <laughs> you're kind of late. Well, you, I'll let you explain that. Yeah, I'll explain that. But, yeah, like I feel like this could be a bad weekend for Coast teams because yes. uh, Pedal plays Biloxi. Oak Grove plays Ocean Springs. Laurel plays Pascagoula. I, I just, man, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't feel like Pascagoula is going to be able to hang with uh, Laurel. Yeah, I think Laurel wins this game, and I think they could very easily win this game by a good amount. The, the only drawback that I have, and I mentioned this in my prediction, is Laurel this year at times <laughs> has, uh, has been inconsistent. There's been some games where they just blow out opponents and everything seems to be going right for them. And then there's been games where they've won, but not quite to a margin that you would expect them to win by Mm -hmm. considering the team that they played. So, you know, while I will pick Laurel all day long in this game, I think this is a game that they're going to have to make sure that this is not one of those inconsistent games. Like I said, we're in the playoffs and anything can happen. So if you're Laurel, you know, you're going to make sure that you get get a hot start and, and stay on that streak. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel they'll, they'll win this game and advance to the second round, which we'll talk about that next week if they get there. Um, it's going to be a tough, tough, tough game for them. 
because uh, they will more than likely be matched up with Picayune, who we all know is probably one of the best teams in 5A uh, in the South and across the state. The other game that uh, is going on Friday night, like I said, I haven't decided which game I'll be attending first. But uh, the other game you have East Central and West Jones, and I know that I have uh, already made some some West Jones folks mad who have read my predictions uh, already. Of course, you can read those at sports601.com. Um, have already got some I, not not hate mail, <laughs> but uh, had some folks that just you know they're not happy with that pick. But hear me out. Kevin, you and I talked about this potential matchup for the last two weeks. Don't you put me under this under <laughs> this rug. Under this rug. <laughs> no, I'm not going to put you under the rug, but I, I will tell you to validate what I've been saying all along. I have, for several weeks now, have had this kind of awful gut feeling that West Jones, once they get in the playoffs, they're going to have – either first or second round, because everybody is expecting to see this West Jones picking matchup in South that's, State. That's the pretty matchup. Yes. That's the matchup that everybody wants to see. Uh, and I know that West has gone undefeated in the regular season, but even if you talk to Scott Pearson, he will admit that Region 3-5A this year has not been competitive. Really, the only competitive game that you had in Region 3-5A this year was your West Jones and Laurel game. Yeah. The rest of them have been a wash. Um, it's just not one of those good years for now. This this region in years past have been really great because you had Brookhaven in its prime, uh, you had Laurel, you had uh, West Jones, you even had North Pike in the discussion mm-hmm. for the two years that they were in this region, uh, and then you come to this year to where there's really only two clear really good teams in the region and the rest are you know just teams that they're they're really not in that discussion not that they're bad programs or bad, bad teams they're just they're not quite to the level that west jones and laurel is so they have not been challenged in region play other than the laurel game which obviously they took care of business and won in a big way but i have told you for a couple of weeks now that i feel like there's a possibility because of having this gut feeling that they're going to slip up in either round one or round two of the playoffs. And when we found out that the fourth seed team in region four, five, a was either going to be Hattiesburg and East central. I told you last week at the game uh, that we were at Thursday night in so, so that West Jones is probably hoping to play Hattiesburg and not East central because matchup wise, I think West Jones would have more of a problem with East Central than they would Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg is a team that in years past has been kind of a uh, a run first, but also a pass. Yeah. But East Central is a team much like Picayune who loves to play time of possession. They love to keep the ball out of the opposing offense's hands. And this is just a tough, tough matchup for West Jones. Now, I'm not saying they they can't win. I think a big part of my decision to pick East Central in this game, of course, I picked them to win, I believe, 21 to 17. Uh, A lot of it is a little bit of motivation for West Jones 
to for them to kind of understand how big this game is going to be. Uh, but at the same time, I do believe that this game is a possible upset just because of the matchup that this poses to West Jones. If West Jones comes out on a couple of drives and have a three and out on just, say, two or three of those drives, they're not going to get many offensive possessions in this game if it plays out the way the East Central plays ball, which is they run the ball like they eat up the clock. They only give teams, opposing teams, limited possessions on offense. They have three guys. Two guys are over 1,000 yards rushing on the year for East Central. And then they have a third guy who leads them in touchdowns scored, but isn't quite there at 1,000 yards on the season, but he's only a few yards away. So you have three guys with 900 to 1,100 yards on the season. I just see this being a potential problem for West Jones. And as we have seen in weeks past, I'm pretty good at picking upsets. <laughs> Matter of fact, uh, the last upset that I picked was the Raleigh-Crystal Springs game. And not only did I get the pick right, but I also got the score right. Yeah. So please understand that I'm just not making this wild hair decision. To There's been some thought process that goes into this. Would I love to see West Jones win? Heck yeah. But I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think it will be. I mean, I can, I can see it. And li- listen, whenever I say this too, is, is because kind of like what you mentioned, I was there when West Jones a couple of years ago played Stone. Yes. And they got upset. In the first round. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, the, it was the first and round. And Stone ran a similar offense too. I want to keep that, keep that in mind too. Last year, Stone nearly upset them in the first round. Yes. If, if people don't live in the moment here, yeah. go back to 2018, Stone leads that game going into the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and probably about midway into the fourth, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, you know, there is merit to what you're saying. Um, I do think if they get by East Central – this puts them in a good position to understand how to play picking you. Yes. But you still can't look ahead because you're and, and I'm trying to think of the teams that West Jones has played this year and I don't I can't off the top of my head I can't think of a team they've played who runs this similar style of offense. Most of the teams they've played and been successful against have have, have run the spread or some variation of it. Yeah. Uh, I, the only team that I can think of right off bat that runs the ball a lot is Northeast Jones when they play West Jones. Yeah. But that's kind of a dis- different discussion there in itself. So not having – and we talk, you know, we've talked about this before that, that, that Todd Breland at Laurel said the reason that they scheduled uh, Poplarville – at the beginning of the season is they wanted to see this style of offense so that when they got in the playoffs and will likely have to play Picayune or a team like Picayune, that they will be ready for it. Right. Uh, West Jones in, in this type of offense hasn't been tested yet. So that's why, like I said, 
as much as I want West Jones to win, and, and they sure may win, and, and I would love to be proven wrong. This is just a game I just have one of those bad gut feelings about. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I understand. I still think West Jones wins. I still think they take care of business. You know, I told you back whenever they played Laurel, I felt like West Jones was the more complete team. I feel like they showed that against Laurel, that they were the more complete team. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're right. The first round, and Pearson told you last week. Yeah, <laughs> he was quick to say, you know, I'm just worried about the past the first round. Yeah, in his head, he knows it. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be arrogant and don't don't think I'm just being arrogant. I'm trying to have a hot take here. Right, but I, I'm, I know that he knows it. Yeah, yeah. so. So I'll be at one of those two games this Friday night, uh, Pascagoula at Laurel or East Central at West Jones. Uh, Friday night, Kevin, where will you be? I will be at Pettit as they take on Biloxi. And I didn't put bulletin board material uh, for <laughs> Coach Marcus Bowles and, and those guys. Uh, I didn't do that. But, you know, this is a game that I feel like can be kind of close. If you go and you look at the yards, uh, both of these teams like to run the ball. Pedal sitting at 240 248 yards is what they average a game. Uh, and Biloxi's right behind them, 241 yards per game. The real difference is passing. Pedal averages about 133. Biloxi averages 68. Uh, but total yards, Pedal has a little bit more because of the passing. But uh, Biloxi still averages over 300 yards a game. Uh, so, this is a game that uh, could be close. Uh, hopefully, Pedal isn't looking uh, ahead of themselves. Uh, there is a potential for uh, Brandon versus Pedal Part 2 and Round 2. And then, of course, there's another potential of Oak Grove versus uh, Pedal in the South State Championship. So, hope that Pedal isn't looking too far ahead. But I have pedal predicted them to win this game over Biloxi. Um, yeah, so it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Biloxi's eight and three on the year, pedal ten and one on the year. So, but yeah, that's where I'll be Friday night. Uh, other games to mention in my area, I'll mention the the three that uh, won't talk much about, just kind of glance over, and then we'll talk about the one that I think me and you would love to kind of break down. Uh, the first one we've got is uh, Raleigh, six and five, will travel to McGee, and uh, McGee is nine and three on the season. Uh, McGee is uh, one of those really good teams that. Uh, just they're in a tough region, so that's why they got those three losses there. Uh, obviously, they're in that region with uh, Columbia, West Virginia, Jeff Davis. So, uh, gonna be tough sledding for Raleigh, uh, but they'll travel to McGee uh, Friday night. Then you have uh, Forest Hill, five and seven, will travel to Wayne County to play the War Eagles. The War Eagles are eight and three on the season. And then you have Tri-County Academy, nine and two, uh, playing Wayne Academy, who is five and five on the season in round three of the MAIS playoffs. The last game to mention, which is uh, one of those cross coverage games for us, is Taylorsville 11 and one. Uh, will be traveling to Collins, who is four and seven. Uh, I was short on my prediction this week and I said I'm not doing this because I'm lazy it's just uh, 
this game has already been played this year, and it just did not end up being the game that we all thought it would be. Uh, it could have been that game uh, had not Collins had some key injuries. One of those major injuries was to their quarterback, who's been sidelined for the year with a ACL and MCL tear, if I'm not he mistaken. Tore, he tore a lot in his knee. I yeah. actually saw him at the Perry Central game and pretty pretty rough. Yeah, so so Collins, uh, you know, they're they're four and seven on the year. Obviously could be very uh, have a, a much better record on the year had they had their quarterback uh, for the whole season. Uh but man, Taylorsville is just um, just a different beast. Uh, I think everybody, you know, not wanting to look ahead, and I think any coach you talk to, and you mention everybody, kind of previewing the game they want to see uh, with either team that wherever you're at, and I think the that game for everybody else is Taylorsville and Philadelphia. Both of them only have one loss on the season. Uh, everybody's kind of wanting to see that matchup, uh, but you got to take care of business in whatever round you're in now to even think about where you're going next or who you're playing next. Uh, but I foresee Taylorsville getting uh, a very similar win like they did against Collins in Week Five. Yeah, I, I feel like they will too. And uh, even before the season started, uh, Coach Booth told me that they were expecting to see Taylorsville in in the playoffs. And you know, I know we talked about the regular season not being anything, but Taylorsville won that game with thirty five to nothing. Yes. And if Hershey McMorrin was playing. I feel like it would be a totally different different game because the defense for Collins outside yeah. of that game has been playing extremely well. Um, and they played well even in the game I was and at. And to be able to get in the playoffs, they had to play well because the offense without Hershey McLaurin just hasn't been doing what Collins' offense normally does. Right in the last several years. So the defense has had to really step up to keep them in the games, knowing that their offense doesn't quite score the points that uh, a typical Collins team would normally do. Right. They're Collins, you know, you think Collins, you think flying around the field and all this stuff, and it, it's just not been that way. Uh, shows you, to me, that just shows you how much of a key piece Hershey was. Shows you how, how outstanding of a player he was uh, for that team. Yeah, that I, I picked uh, Taylorsville to win that game, and um, you know maybe an upset could happen. I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't see it either. Also, uh, talk a little bit about this one before we kind of wrap up. Uh, Ocean Springs at Oak Grove. Oak Grove will be hosting that game. Uh, Ocean Springs comes in at five and six. Oak Grove eight and three. I predicted Oak Grove to win. I'll uh, link to my column in the predictions that you can see. You can, over this five game stretch, it's just amazing. Uh, Oak Grove was as averaging 28 points a game, but through this five game stretch where they were down from 0 and 2 in the region to where they are now, they're averaging nearly 50 points a game. Wow. <laughs> like it's completely different. They're averaging uh, close to 500 yards of offense compared to their average, uh, which is 384. So they, they picked everything. Uh, not only that, their defense is playing outstanding too. So. Well, this is a point in the year where you want to be kind of peaking. Yeah, this is, and, and I feel like that it comes because um, of Damon Stewart getting comfortable and finally just getting in the play playbook. Obviously, he's a transfer quarterback and uh, he come on late. So, 
I feel like that offense is kind of moving and they know where their bread and butter's at. And I feel like it's, it's just giving the offensive line the run game. Uh, Nick Millsap, underrated running back. We talk a lot about Michael McGowan, but Millsap's a guy who, who I really root for. I uh, hope he gets some, hope he gets some looks as far as colleges go. So, um, big game for them. Uh, I think they'll advance and, uh, they have a chance to face George County which uh, put them 0-2 in the region. So that would be interesting. You know, there's a lot of games, that, a lot of good matchups. That if everything goes the way it should, we'll have some great round two matchups. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you can see our predictions for all these games at sports601.com. Uh, before we wrap up today, let's just kind of uh, – let you know what's going on this Saturday in college football in Mississippi. Uh, Alabama, who suffered their first loss of the year last week against LSU, will be coming into Starville to play the Bulldogs. And then the number one? In the college football playoff ranking. Yes. yes. Number one team in the nation, LSU, with that big win over Alabama strolls into Oxford to play the Rebels. And then you have Southern Miss that will be on the road at UTSA. Plumley fixing to pull that upset of the century for your Rebs. <laughs> Plumley and Ely and Phillips and all those guys snoop. Yeah. Can they yeah, pull upset? No. No? No. I would love it, but I just don't. Man, LSU this year, uh, they're just a different animal. Yeah, this is this is one of the best LSU teams that we've seen since Nick Saban yeah. has been at LSU. Yeah. It's it's been that long now. Now LSU has been predominantly good every single season, but this year they're just on another level with Joe Burrow uh, and that offense that they run. Just uh, it's incredible to watch this year. Yeah, you got that. I'll be at Alabama, Mississippi State, and I get the unfortunate task of watching a mad Nick Saban in Alabama play the Bulldogs. Speaking of that, (laughs) did you see the – is it the – what coffee house is it in Starkville? Is it Strange Brew? Strange Brew, I love it. Did you see their uh, billboard? It it, it basically says, hey, Nick Saban. Or dear Nick Saban, I don't know how they started off. Something Nick Saban. Uh, just keep in mind, we had nothing to do with what happened last week. Take it easy on us. It's true. I feel, uh, man, Nick Saban in revenge games or games where they're coming off of a loss, it is not pretty at all. Well, for them to be able to get in that final four, um, obviously they're going to have to hope that some other things transpire, but they're going to need to win big in their remaining games of the regular season to to get a shot at at getting one of those top four spots. So, you know, you can hope that that Alabama's not going to come in and start one and and I won't say run up the score, but – in order to make sure that they're in the discussion, they're going to need to win big over over teams like Mississippi State well, and Auburn. Yeah, and I was going to say, though, the only thing that, that might be a concern if you're an Alabama fan is Matt Jones has been, has been taking the uh, predominant number of snaps in practice. So, me and you kind of talked about this. 
Uh, was two a hundred percent? Obviously not. Was he below eighty percent? You kind of wonder now because if Matt Jones is taking the practice reps, um, what's going on with Tua? As an Auburn fan, I I'll just say this. I hope two is healthy. I don't want to. I don't think I'm wishing a player's hurt. But I would much rather face Mac Jones than I yeah. would two, especially with our defense. We might be able to stay in that game if we don't have two back there. Um, but you know, I, I'd rather beat him with two. And I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it is desirable. Um, and, and Auburn has been known to be the spoiler sometimes. I mean, look, people rag Malzahn for an obvious, obviously. Okay, he's – I don't know why Arkansas – a lot of reports are coming out that Arkansas wants this man because of the offense. He drives me nuts sometimes. But Malzahn is one of the only active coach. I think maybe the only active coach in the nation that has beaten – a Nick Saban Alabama team multiple times. I mean, that's just the fact. Hotty toddy. Uh, Hugh Freeze forgot he's active. Yep. Forgot he's back. But yeah, SEC coach, put it that way. Yeah. Uh, who's beating me multiple times. But anyway, uh, Southern Miss UTSA, that's going to be a good one. Southern Miss has to win this. They have to win out. Yeah. Uh, they have to hope for a La Tech loss, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, two losses. Two losses, I think, for them to get into the mm-hmm. Conference USA champ because LaTeX will hold the uh, head to head. Yeah. So, but still, I uh, wrote about that in my column yesterday how this season's kind of shaping up. Summer. There was an Independence Bowl rep at Southern Miss Saturday handing out stuff uh, for all the media and things and talking it up with Southern Miss's AD. So, Southern Miss fans, there is a chance you could be going to the Independence Bowl if you just take care of business. So, there's that. Yeah. Well, be sure to check us out on sports601.com for all your high school, JUCO, and college sports updates, articles, photos, and videos. Until next week, we'll see you out on the field Friday night.